X-Men Apocalypse. Is this the death of a franchise or a biblical event in comic book movies? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. on the Foul Entertainment Movie Review Podcast and today we're going to be talking about X-Men Apocalypse and as always I'm Mike and I'm always Darren yes you always are X-Men Apocalypse unfortunately we didn't get to see this at the same time no I, I... in fact saw an X-Men movie before you Darren I know Mago, I know there was extenuating circumstances I was on holiday mm. I was lying horizontal in an all-inclusive resort in Menorca having a whale of a time and putting on five pounds in a week hey I had a great time the best thing to do if I spent more than 75% of my time horizontal, I'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, less than 75% of my time horizontal. It was fantastic. Thank I also you. read many books that you've perused. Yeah. Including X-Men vs. Avengers, which I liked seemingly more than you did. Mainly because it captured the essence of how much of a dick Scott Summers is. Mm. And I've waited my entire life for a book to do that. Even though you didn't need more proof. Really yeah, true. Than, than previous X-Men movies and books. Yes, um, but I got back on Monday and within two hours of my plane, well, two and a half hours of my plane landing, I was in the cinema watching X-Men Apocalypse. I knew that that would be the case. You said it and I was like, I I know he's saying that in a jokey way, like it's the first thing I'm doing, I'm hauling ass to the movie. I know you weren't joking, because no. X-Men is your team. It we is my team. get it, Darren, you like X-Men. I do like the X-Men, Maggle. Thank you for noticing. Uh, but we've, as usual, yet to discuss our opinions on the movie. As is tradition. Yes. Would you like to start, Maggle? Um, yeah. Overall, I would describe this movie, and I have been describing this movie, to people with the words absolutely bang average. It did exactly what it needed to do. It didn't do anything spectacular for me. People are calling this a franchise killer. I don't understand that. There is no way that Fox aren't going to retain rights to X-Men. There's no no reason for them to have a conversation with Marvel Studios about the inclusion. Brief pause for a second. Yeah. (laughs) They're still planning on making a Fantastic Four sequel. Despite happen. the fact it made no money and <laughs> no one liked it, for some reason, Fox is like, well, that's a good enough reason to make a sequel. Yeah, they can just throw the Deadpool money at it. We though. lost money and no one liked it. Let's make another one. Gotta uh, keep them rights. Gotta keep them rights. Gotta keep them rights. Um, no, this is not a franchise killer in any way, shape or form. But it's not also not spectacular. I feel like there have been better X-Men movies before this. There is a line in the movie. I'm about to spoil one line of dialogue. Jean Grey says to a group of people, well, at least we can agree that the third one's always the worst. If we take First Class, Future Past and Apocalypse as a trilogy, yes, the third one is the worst, but that by no means doesn't make it a terrible movie because it isn't a terrible movie. It is, it is the return of the Jedi of the new X-Men movies. It's perfectly fine, just nothing spectacular. And I agree wholeheartedly. I didn't come out... You saw me when I came out of Days of Future Past. You saw how unstoppably happy I was with that movie. Well, it's very much a case of My Guardians was your Days of Future Past. Yes, definitely. Like, this is what we wanted and we got it 100%. Whereas this, to me, is very much like Age of Ultron, where I was happy... But I had no desire to see it multiple times. You know what? The Age of 
Ultron comparison might be the best one. Um, oh, because... given the apocalyptic nature <laughs> of both movies. Because I, I, I did commit, and I do believe I said that Days of Future Past was my favourite movie of 2014? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, my favourite movie, Above the Winter Soldier, I went for Days of Future Past. And I was going into this one with maybe a few more reservations than I did with Days of Future Past, admittedly. And I came out thinking I enjoyed my time. It didn't feel like it was dragging. But there was nothing special about this movie. Nope. There was no X Factor. <laughs> there was there was nothing really all that juicy. And I think it stems from I don't think Apocalypse was great. Yeah. I, I will the man agree himself. With you the man himself is not great. It's not great. And I think it's a litany of I, I, I hasten to call them mistakes. But just things that I felt could have been done better with the character. Yeah. For for one, from day one we said we have problems with the appearance. He wasn't Ivan Ooze. He wasn't purple. He wasn't that bad. He was blue. He looked like Apocalypse. And he didn't look like Apocalypse at the same time. Yeah. I understand that there is, you know, they had to either go full CGI with him if they were going to make him X-Men comic book Apocalypse where he's ten foot tall and jacked. And they went the other route and said, no, we'll make him Oscar Isaacs. And I just don't think... Again, this is a bit of me trying to divorce the comics from the movies. That wasn't Apocalypse to me. I wasn't watching this movie thinking that right there is Apocalypse. I felt that with Magneto, both times I've done him. I felt that with... Um, others. Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier. Every other major character of X-Men, I've always thought, they've pretty much nailed across the board. Even in this movie, we were going to get to in a minute, they've nailed quite a lot of the characters here, but I don't think Apocalypse has done right. No. I will say, I believe... I actually disagree with one of your points, and I will say that I think this movie is too long. And I don't... Well, actually, no. This is a similar runtime to Civil War, but Civil War never felt like it had a dull moment. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I feel like if this movie came out when Civil War came out, and Civil War came out this weekend we would probably be reviewing X-Men Apocalypse more favourably. Because the the direct comparison would be, we have three, well, f- if you include Daredevil Series 2, four big superhero versus things this year. Batman v Superman, Daredevil Season 2, Civil War, and Apocalypse. Yep. And Apocalypse is by no means bad. So it's already above Batman mm. v Superman. I feel like oh, if definitely. we'd have gotten it at the same time as Daredevil Series 2 or, and after Batman v Superman, I think we would be more positive. Because yeah. unfortunately, it does pale in comparison to Civil War. And again, I keep putting a lot of that stock at Apocalypse's door. Mm. I don't think Oscar Isaac necessarily had a bad performance, and I do think he could be a good Apocalypse. There was just a lot of, like like his his big eyes, the big you know the fact he wasn't just white eyed the entire time. That may have added to the otherworldliness had they gone that direction. He does it whenever he has his powers. He does, you know, the Bran Stark walk or the Undertaker. Blah. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't do it consistently. And he's got a weird, like, hound dog, like, basset hound sad face. And I'm like, I don't want my apocalypse to be pouty. Is it me? Or did the costume department, when they put the prosthetics on mm. Oscar Isaac's brow... Is it me, or did they unfortunately give him resting bitch face? And it was very obvious with the prosthetics as to what wasn't wasn't his face. It really was odd, just an odd, and, and it, you're like it does look like Apocalypse, kind of. It's it's a good cosplay of Apocalypse. Had so, exactly. If someone showed me a photo of this and said, "Who is this? It's from Superman," I'd say, "Well, that's clearly Apocalypse because he's got the mouth thing." Yeah. 
and he's got all the tubes and I think he the, the tubes were a bit too like no Nicky yeah that was and, a bit it, odd. and the, the skin tone is right and there yeah, are good perfect. things about the costume yeah, yeah, yeah but I think a lot like the designs of the horsemen it comes down to over design or design by committee there's just there's just little things that aren't right which mm-hmm. unfortunately other movies have done better this year and I think ultimately my problem was Oscar Isaacs does fine again I don't think it's a great performance from him he just he just kind of pops on and that's the problem Apocalypse is meant to be oh sweet good lord almighty it's fucking Apocalypse run yeah I, I mean, didn't I, feel intimidated I think, actually I would say he's a little bit intimidated he's quite creepy he was a bit creepy. Yeah, I don't want an apocalypse to be creepy. That's the thing. It was an apocalypse. He wasn't intimidating. And I think if I was tra- if I was able to get away from my Watchmen syndrome over this and say, as a villain, did he work? I still don't think I'd be all that married to him because I just didn't feel the threat. His power set was really cool. Yeah. Like his melting of floors and walls, which is his favourite thing, just to dunk people in floors. That was really cool. Yeah. And when you see the scale of what he can do, it's amazing. Um, but again, ultimately, it just comes down to I wasn't intimidated by him, and that's Apocalypse's big deal. He's like he's the end level boss if you're an X Men fan. There's no one more badass than Apocalypse. Yeah, pretty in, much. In I just I I think that's where my my problems stem. But having said that, we're about to get into a lot of praise as well. Don't yeah. think this is going to be a negative review. No, 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 no. This is very much a go into the movie, but I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be like G- you have to see this movie now. I would be like. It's a good X-Men movie. Yes. And that's what I would say. It's nowhere near the depths of X-Men Origins Wolverine. I'd put it above The Wolverine as well. Pretty substantially. Yeah, obviously. But unfortunately, it does pale in comparison to First Class, mm-hmm. Days of Future Past, and X2. Yep. It's not as good as those movies. No. And I think... Uh, gee, well, I'll, I'll save my storyline gripes until a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about um, um, Magneto and... Professor X, because I think they're still excellent. I, I yeah. still really love the direction they're taking yeah. these guys in. But if we are indeed getting another movie, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we can't go another movie with Magneto teetering on the side of bad and then going good again. Yeah, like that's not a spoiler. Obviously, I don't think it is anyway. But like Magneto is tempted by the dark side, as it were, mm-hmm. by Apocalypse. You see, he becomes one of the four horsemen. This is in all the priests. But they give him a lot of reasons for it. Yes, that, and, that and those reasons are good, and they do stem from the comics, and that's great. That yes. se- there is a scene with Magneto in Poland. That that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, and that I was watching. That I was going. Jesus Christ! Fastbender is good. That's as close as we've come to the the bar scene in First Class with the knife. Yeah. Of just, like, scary, lethal, aggressive, mean Magneto. Yeah. And There's a few instances good. of that, and Fassbender just nails it again. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, James McAvoy as Professor X kills it again. Yeah. They, these characters haven't been bad since 2010. Uh, yes, I think, that's, I think that's right. No, it wasn't four years between First Class and, and Days of Future Past. 2011, 2012. I feel like it was. I feel like I saw First Class at University, which would have been 2010. Well, there we go. Regardless, I liked them, but uh, uh, a few things. Like, in Days Future Past, they felt more like they were on the path to becoming Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. I don't think that was really prominent here. I didn't really get that charm come through with Magneto. I know he's in a very dark place and stuff, but it didn't feel like, okay, I'm now watching the young version of Ian McKellen's character. 
And we've 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 James McAvoy in particular, and this is something that kept annoying me with this movie. This is meant to be twenty years after First Class. Do either of them look like it's been twenty years? This is what I was about to say about Quicksilver as well. Right. Quicksilver hasn't aged a day. Well, he's found a different jacket, but that's about speedsters it. Speedsters tend to have decelerated aging anyway. Same thing with Mystique. Yeah. So you could say, say he was like 16 or 17 in, in Days of Future Past. He's now 26, mid-20s. But I can, I can substantiate that. Mm. But does James McAvoy look any older than he did? No. In, in fact, a... he looks about exactly the same age as he did what was meant to be now 10 years ago. Same. Fastman looks a little bit older. But it doesn't feel like this McAvoy is now only 10 years away or 20 years away from being Patrick Stewart. Yeah, no, I get you. It didn't, we felt like we were on this arc from fast, from first class through Days of Future Past, but it just feels like there was a levelling out here. I just feel like I feel like the f- filmmakers are just relying too heavily on this is set in this time period and this is set in this time. Like, a direct continuation is not a problem. Mm-hmm. It was never a problem. Why not have direct continuations? The time f- gaps are unnecessary. I don't really think they took advantage of the 80s, really. No, hell no. Not as much as they did with, with First Class and Days of Future Past really being about... The 60s things. and 70s, yeah. That because was really the Cold good. War was really a very small detail in this movie. It wasn't really a big plot point or something that drove anything. It was just kind of... There are a lot of nuclear weapons, which is why, which is what was so good about First Class's nu- uh, Cuban yeah. nu- missile crisis, because mm-hmm. that was very much in the forefront, and it it, yeah. it took advantage of that. And that then mirrored the um, the race, um, you know, problems they had in the seventies, mirroring that with the Sentinel thing in Days of Future Past. It just didn't feel like they really nailed something eighties here. Yeah, it could have been. It could have easily been said. Two years after the first. Other than Nightcrawler's jacket. Nightcrawler's Nightcrawler's thriller jacket. Glorious thriller jacket. That was awesome. Um, Anyway, um, can I talk about something that I really didn't enjoy? Go on. Mystique. Yeah. I can't be the only one who thinks that Jennifer Lawrence is really phoning it in. It felt like that in this... uh, this, I I can barely remember what she We can't use our powers. Then don't. I can't... You're X-Men. Like... (laughs) I'm as bored as you are, Jen. Like, I'm bored watching you. You really shouldn't have signed that contract, should you? Yeah. You can tell... I I think it's pretty clear to see that she's not invested in this franchise, which is unfortunate, because if we do get another movie out of this, she's obviously going to be asked to return. Well, she said she'd be open to it, and everyone's expectation was... She's just she's got an ironclad contract. She can't get out of it. She has to be Mystique two more times after First Class, which is when Hunger Games really kicked off her career. She... The thing is, I can barely remember anything she did in this movie. Other than they tried to force Katniss-style elements onto Mystique. Well, yes, but... That that I didn't enjoy. What was odd is, because in first class, that was before the boom. So she was very much like a character and, and someone with substance to them. But she wasn't the main character by any chance. That was Professor X and Magneto. Roll around today's future past, Mystique is the main character. She's the one that is pushed to the absolute hill. Wolverine's there as well. But it still feels like Mystique is having all this importance placed on her because of who Jennifer Lawrence is. Here it felt like a weird, like, grey area between the two. Where, like, she wasn't really the main character. She doesn't really drive anything forward or really do a, a something substantial. And a lot of other people are brought up to her level. And I'm like, well, well then what was the point of putting all the emphasis on her in the second one? It was very hard to figure out whose movie this was. Whereas yeah. where with Future Past, it was Hugh Jackman and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. First class, it's McAvoy and Fassbender. I can't place whose movie this was because in many ways you could say it's Magneto's movie, then you could say it's Apocalypse's movie, you could also say it's Charles's movie. You could even put an argument and say it's Gene's movie. Yeah. 
so so there's there's yeah. See this thing, I, I was thinking when you say you want to move on to other characters, I was thinking Jean, Cyclops, Nightcrawler. Da, da, da. We'll get to those in a minute. And then I just thought, well, oh yeah, Jennifer Lawrence was in this movie, yeah, which is odd. I also want to quickly get to Quicksilver because I just want to say that I hated Quicksilver to begin with. Like in F- uh, Days of Future Past, yeah, he won me over. I'm sorry, I, I you liked like, him more in this. I like him in this one. What did you think of his, his new kitchen scene? His new kitchen, fucking hell, that was brilliant. Oh, fucking that hell. was note for note. Perfect. And we I got an it. awesome song as well. I know. I love the Eurythmic Sweet Dreams. Oh, I was like, oh, that's God, a, yes. fortunately a spoiler. Um, but oh well. What that it's Sweet Dreams? Yeah. Ah, I suppose. But yeah, it's it's. But Quicksilver scene is fantastic. I think it lacks the simple beauty of the kitchen scene. Like I don't think it's maybe it's it's better, but it's funnier. Yeah. It's it's more light-hearted. It's more of what you wanted from the Quicksilver character. Um, he's still OP to. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he can still solve all. But actually, we'll come back to that in a second because no, he can't. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> uh, turns out he can't solve everything. But um, yeah, that was a glorious, glorious, that was glorious. Great. It's just when I heard the dun 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 dun, I was like, oh yes. And you get that scene literally lasts the entire length of the song. I was like, this is just marvelous. That was marvelous. Now that that was when I was like, okay, I'm loving the movie now. Marvelous. <laughs> that was a good scene. I did. He was great, and this ex really yeah, well. Pitched. Evan Peters has now won me over. Not because they could have done done what they did with Jennifer Lawrence and really pushed him. Said everyone responded to the quicks of a character. We've got to put him front and center in everything. He's certainly much more of a, a central character than he was in Days of Future Past. That's because he was crowbarring there as a last minute fuck you to Marvel. Um, but no, much better here. Really enjoyed his performance. Um, do you want to talk about Jean first or Cyclops first? We can talk about them pretty much at the same time. Right? Okay. I liked Sansa Stark as Jean Grey. I think she did very, very well. I was her amb- accent, not so much. Yeah, the accent but- sucks. I was ambivalent to her, really. Okay. Uh, in the same vein that I was also amb- ambivalent to Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Like, they were just sort of there. And uh, I was like, you- I see why we're introducing these characters now. And neither of these actors are horrible. But I'm in no way invested. See, I, I think I was slightly more favourable on both of them. Especially Jean Grey, I felt she didn't really smash it at the park and give like an amazing performance. I thought, I can't wait. I can't wait to see if they do do the, the New Mutants and go down that type of route for the the inevitable 90s X-Men movie we're going to get. Oh, which man. better oh. have the theme sung. And shoulder pads. And lots and lots of shoulder pads and weird diamond feet. Um, <laughs> or I will riot. Um... No, I really liked her. I liked the struggle she showed between the power... Because I didn't think they'd go big on how powerful Jean Grey is, but they really do. Mm. Especially near the end, they really do show you just how powerful Jean Grey is. And she did a really good job of that. I think I'm just still high on my like Game of Thrones buzz from the yeah, really good possibly. episode four we had. Because you, you've seen it, right? I don't watch Game of Thrones. You don't watch Game of Thrones. Something really When ha- it finishes, I will watch it. Something really happy happened, and I think and it involves her, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of riding that wave. Ty Sheridan, on the other hand, this is the most I've ever... Okay, liked is the wrong word for Cyclops. Appreciated. Appreciate. Because the problem with Cyclops in the first three movies, because although he was Cyclops in that no one wanted to be Cyclops and everyone's a bit bored by Cyclops. Stay off my girl. He didn't really feel like, yeah, that's the guy who's in charge of the X-Men. He never really felt like he was just some like wimpy dude who was just a bit boring. Here, I felt there was a moment near the end where you really felt the bravery of Scott Summers just to jump in front of a moving train, essentially, to do what he can True. to help his friends. 
That is Cyclops. As much as I dislike him, <laughs> because fuck Cyclops. But that felt think, like... But I think that Cyclops was held up by other really good cast members, like Beast. Like... Oh yeah, I forgot about Beast. Beast continues to be... Beast was awesome. Oh my god, so good. When he fights Psylocke. Yes! Ah! <laughs> like, yes, Beast! It's when he fucking chucks her. I'm like, yes, that's Beast! I, that's what I really think Nicholas Holt has nailed. Has nailed... I can see him becoming... Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. I can see the through line. And yeah. that's marvellous. Because he's fucking smart at the same time. An absolute savage. When he just when he says, right, wait here, I'm going to go get Apocalypse. Yeah. Like, Beast, you know you can't get Apocalypse. You're smart. You are smarter than this. But go get him! Yeah. Oh, he was... Oh, I loved him. I Again, loved him a little so. small spoiler. My favourite thing about Beast in this movie wasn't actually any of his dialogue, which I thought was funny, when he was, like, aiming at Cyclops who was training. Yeah. But it was at the end, and this is a minor spoiler... He has to punch somebody out of a wall. Yes, he does. That's so good. He was just like, bam, bam, come on. <laughs> he was he was like what Wolverine was in the first few movies. Just yeah. Like, okay, well, not when he's being Nicholas Holt, normal person. When he's being Hank McCoy. When he's Beast, you feel the animal just rage coming out of him. And he was fantastic. But yeah, he's been great in all three movies. Yep. He's been consistent all the way through. Um, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. You remember how much I hated Cody... Smith McPhee in uh, the, the the Apes movie, the Apes, whichever Apes movie it was, Dawn. Uh, Dawn. Yeah, Dawn's second music because it makes no sense. Yeah, he was awful in that movie. He was so much better here. Yeah, I really like Nightcrawler. I, I like Nightcrawler as well. He was fun. he was definitely channeling um, a bit of Alan Cumming. Oh yeah, again, you could tell he was. You can tell that's who he's going to be when he yep. grows up. Yeah, he was he was funny. His power set. There was nothing really on the scale of the opening of X2, which I still maintain is the greatest superhero yeah, movie opening awesome. ever. Yeah. Um, really, really good. Uh, Jubilee. What a wasted Didn't, opportunity. It was like, finally we're getting a Jubilee. You Everyone, put someone as attractive as Lana Condor in the role, she has two lines. And doesn't once use her powers. Nope, not once. Not a goddamn thing. That was very even got the costume dead on. Yeah, she looked awful. So yeah. she was perfect. Yeah, she looked, she, looked, she looked awful. It was brilliant. It was. And then nothing with Jubilee. There was a scene where I thought, we're going to see some Jubilee. Nothing happened. I have to think there was a deleted scene. This is the thing with the X-Men movies, like especially Days of Future Past, with cutting Rogue out the movie. Oh, Jubilee yeah. is this movie's Rogue. She really is. You, you have to think with the amount of, like... Emphasis they put on in the, well, okay, they didn't really go full ball with saying Jubilee's in this movie and but you they had a lot of photos with her and Sansa. Like, they really, really did. Oh, the, the, the one bit where you know what? I'll wait for after the spoilers for why I feel like they were kind of addicted to Jubilee. Okay, who? Right, well, let's talk about the epoch, uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We've already touched on Magneto, um, Storm, Michael, for your consideration. Storm, um, I mean they've they've changed a few things about Storm. Yeah. On the whole, preparation age feels <laughs> good. No. Uh, she was okay. Didn't I really, liked her. Didn't really leave a lasting impact for me. Did he really didn't show off what Storm can do. Yeah, but she's still implied to be young. Storm. I know, but Storm. There's there's a scene in the trailers where Storm is evenly matched to Cyclops. Yeah. That shouldn't happen. Like I know, but like oh, I know that scene near the end when those two are fighting. There is a really cool moment in that. True. Yes. When G's man, he's... Yeah. Um, but, like, 
I don't feel like they've they've really used Storm to the best advantage. Right? I no, but I feel like they could do because she's clearly going to be in the, again. The ninety set movie is pretty much going to be the cast of the X Men cartoon series. Yeah, you can have Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Storm front and center, and I'm cool with that. I think. I, I'm glad we finally got Mohawk Storm. That yeah, was cool. Her cool. African accent was much, much better than Halle Berry's. Yep. <laughs> and I, I liked her. I, I, I liked where she was coming from. Less so Psylocke. Well, Olivia Munn didn't get enough time to shine as Psylocke. There was so much more character to her in the trailers. There's a shot in one of the trailers where she's fighting Beast, and it's a, she slams her katana into the floor, through, <laughs> like missing Beast's toes, and then just sort of looks up and smiles at it to say, okay, your move. That's not in the movie. She was really, really like boring. Note, yeah, boring. She didn't. Which do... sucks because I know Olivia Munn can do it, and she looks great in the part. The the costume is great. She perfect. Like, the energy blades yeah. look like the energy blades. Yeah. And she was given zero time to shine again. Yeah, that was really. But there is there is a sense at the end of the movie that we haven't seen the last of Psylocke. I hated that. Can we talk about how much I hated that? We can talk about it, Michael. After the spoilers, what oh, yes, they're yeah. planning on doing with Silent Fuck. Okay, okay. But, but, yeah, she was underserved, as was Arch Angel, who was a pussy. At the start of the movie, I actually kind of liked him. When he was fighting Nightcrawler, which is in the spot, you can see in the trailers, that was a cool fight, and I was like, oh, okay. But and then he's... you're watching him get drunk in a barn, which is Listening to incredibly heavy music, I was like, okay, I'm digging where this angel's coming from, but... As soon as he became Archangel... Because, again, he was so... Ca- yeah. He was so one note. Him and Psylocke, I didn't come away with an impression of their characters. But no, that's the thing. I did get an impression of Angel's character. But when, as soon as he became Archangel, he, didn't say he was just drained of all his personality. But the thing, it's the Archangel. When it comes to the Age of Apocalypse, Archangel is a really, really big character in those, you know. The the, the fallen ex- the fallen angel. Yeah. Um, and yes, again, Darren, you figured out the symbolism. Well you. done. And it just felt like that they... He just got cut for time, basically. Because that is the problem with the X-Men, because they've got so many goddamn characters to shuffle. Had we seen him in... Say he was in Days of Future Past as one of the young X-Men, and now we'd seen him fall from grace, I think we would have, it would have come off better. And you'd really seen how much he's struggling with depression. and uh, yeah. He was just like, petulant child that even Apocalypse deems useless near the end. <laughs> yeah. You useless prick. Um, I, I genuinely thought, there's, after what happens to... Archangel in this movie happens. I genuinely thought Apocalypse was going to go mediocre. <laughs> I really wanted him to He's do that it. that level of camp. That would have happened. Um, oh, man. Right, I think that's all the characters. I think drawn. so. Maura McTaggart's also Let, in the movie. Uh, Maura McTaggart's also there. Oh, oh, there's something about... You know what? We can touch on storyline now. The amount of coincidences Yeah. in this movie, I don't mind... Oh, can I quickly say, the, the humour's awesome in the movie. I thought the movie was very funny, and I liked it. Yep, it made me laugh. It was it was not Civil War type of glib, but it... it, it yeah, not it, like happy laughter, like, <laughs> but there are genuinely like, um, <laughs> like, hey, yeah, ha! It's <laughs> like that kind of noise. I made that noise a few times, especially with um, James McAvoy, who's very funny. It's like, yeah. I've never looked her up. Okay, twice, twice, <laughs> twice I've looked her up. Oh, Havoc. Havoc's also there. Oh, yes, Havoc's also there. I've, I kind of wish he was in more of Days of Future Past. Yeah, it kind of feels like... Oh, you're still alive. Cool. Well, he was in Days of Future Past for like yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, that's what I mean. He was like... in for 10 seconds and he wasn't even played. Was he not even played by... No, he was. He was. Oh, he, was. he was, yeah. He When he was in this movie, I enjoyed him. I was like, we could have done more with Havoc. What's the name of the dude who plays Striker in this movie? Um, uh, I don't know. Striker's in the Striker movie. Striker guy. Young Striker's in Young the movie. Young Striker who was originally going to be Juggernaut, but no, he's... that's the one. 
Yes, because they took Juggernaut out in the place of Quixel. Him. Um, again, fine. Yeah, fine. Um, again, you consider the through line with Striker as well. Yes. Anyway, so, so coincidences. Yes. Perhaps it's best I give the specific examples after the spoiler alert, but there's a lot of coincidences that I don't mind coincidences showing up on the third or fourth or fifth viewing of something. But when they stick out to me like a sore form on my first watching of the movie, yeah. and I'm like, it's taking me out of the movie how much of a coincidence and how unlikely this is to happen. It happened once or twice, and I just it really annoyed me. And that added to, especially the early movie, feeling very disjointed. Yes. Very, very, very disjointed. A lot of collection of scenes to justify the later scenes. Because it didn't feel as tight and as focused as Days of Future Past had to be, really. Yeah. Or First Class, that there was a very nice, straight, simple storyline here. And this story is nowhere near the level of complexity that Days of Future Past is, but it felt so scattershot. It felt like, a, like the first six or seven scenes just feel so haphazardly put together. First half hour, really, I'd say. Yeah, it's it's a while before we find our feet, and then there's a really big like side. Yeah, track. that that happens. So I was like, "What are we doing here?" Then I remembered what we were doing here. We'll mention that in the spoilers. But I was like, "This feels like a big detour." When you know, the end of the world is happening. <laughs> bigger fish, people. Bigger <laughs> yeah. fish. It felt like such a like an like a an add-on like DLC that was like. Uh, yes, so what, <laughs> one of the biggest coincidences for me, and this is a minor spoiler. Is it to be more McTaggart at the start? No, it's not to do with oh, I mean, that's also one, but the biggest one to me that was just like, in the big detour that happens, Yes. apparently that entire time, Apocalypse and the Four Horsemen were literally just dicking about in Egypt. They were just looking at Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. The entire time. I like what they're the doing. Detour, they? Yeah, they're just looking at them going... Yeah, I reckon I'll level that. Yeah. I'll level that as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're just standing around going, can we not, like, I know. get on with it? It's oh, like, God. <laughs> I kind of feel like that at one point, Apocalypse, I'm sorry, are you Apocalypse? Is there a big A on your forehead? <laughs> there isn't on yours. Shut up! <laughs> there should be. You know, he's, is he, the A isn't on his forehead, is he? He's on his stomach, isn't he? Is it? Oh, yeah, it's just on his stomach. Any hoozle. Whatever. Um... So, yeah, storyline really was the the other big crooks. Other than Apocalypse, that was the real big, like, like this isn't as tight and as focused as those first two movies were. I think that really doesn't help anything. That Again, there's a lot of characters to juggle, but Days of Future Past had a lot of, probably more characters to juggle. Yeah. Two completely separate casts to juggle, and it did fine. And that's... And- I will say... And it's the same team, which makes no sense. Like, like creative team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian Singer and everything, but... Basically, the the good X-Men people are on this movie, and it's just failed to live up. I which don't know, is... but it, it, just, it felt a bit like Spider-Man 3 at parts. Hmm. Of, like, the, the, the hand of Fox... Is, you did not see that in Days of Future Past. And it's not Fantastic Four levels of the hand of Fox, but... It felt like we've got to have this scene in to get this character That's done. what I was about to say. I was going to say, the editing is more comprehensive, but it's very much a case of we have to make time for this and we have to make time for that. And I don't feel like... Again, I don't know why we couldn't have just had a, a Apocalypse movie. I don't know why we need all these deviations and, and extra things added on. When, when we've waited... How many X-Men movies have there been? This is number... So two Wolverine movies, the original, the original Tridge, and two uh, First Class and, and First Class Tunnel ones. This is their eighth X Men movie. We finally got Apocalypse after watching eight movies worth of stuff, 
and yet they still felt they needed to add extra stuff on to arguably the second most iconic X-Men villain of all time. For a series that has been running for about 15 years. 16 years. 16 years. Like, holy crap. And and we've just got him now. I don't think they did him justice, which annoys me. And it's now thinking, well, now we've got to wait for another go-round of an X-Men trilogy before we get to have Apocalypse again. He just did yet again. I think disappointment is tinging my opinion of this. Otherwise, fine. Action, great. Yep. Special effects, sometimes a bit ropey. Yes, actually there's quite a few moments towards the end of the movie that are really... Magneto's metal. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Magneto's metal, and there is a shot where Archangel picks up Psylocke. Oh, yeah. That was was horrible green screen. Horrible. Um, I mean, not like Wolverine's claws in hmm. Origins bad, but still pretty bad. Still pretty bad. But we're reaching the half hour point, so okay. I think we should wrap up before spoilers. Okay, I I do suggest you go watch this movie. I'm still an X-Men fan. I still enjoyed a lot of things that you may not. But I think if you go in... Because the layman is going to go in without my Watchmen syndrome for everything. You may even enjoy it more than I did. Because you're going to see Apocalypse with fresh eyes and just see him for what he is. Um, my disappointments are kind of tainting things but I did overall think this was a good movie I think a lot I think a lot of the general public will really like this movie yes uh, purely because that's what I've been seeing on my Facebook people who I know who aren't particularly as in depth with comics as we are and certainly not as in depth with the X-Men movies as we are mm-hmm. and maybe don't think about movies in the deconstructed critical way that we do Yeah, and they loved it and yeah. I really like it. And people, same thing with me. People that don't really know comics and would say, yeah, it's great. And again, I'm not saying the movie's bad. I'm just saying that compared to its far successful brothers, it's 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 a mid-table X-Men movie. I don't think it's eons better than First Class. I liked First Class. I, I, I still think... I think First Class might be my favourite. Uh, over and above Days of Future Because of how tight First Class is. Over and above X-Men 2 and Days of Future Past. I know it's a controversial opinion, but I still really like it. Okay, Michael, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Um, Right, so that's your recommendation. Go and see it. You'll probably enjoy it. Spoiler time. Spoiler alert! Excellent. Now, um, okay, we'll get to the end credits later on because that that was interesting. Um, So, no, 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 no. I know you want to talk about it. We'll talk about it in a minute. But we've got to cover the other stuff first. So... They pull the Quicksilver Magneto mom-dad thing. They yeah. completely ditch the Mystique Nightcrawler son, oh, yeah. son mother yeah. thing. They ditch that. That's gone. Yep. Um, well, not necessarily. Uh, Apocalypse gets killed to fuck. Apocalypse is really this killed This movie to is fuck. gruesome in points. Oh, yeah. He gets, like, fucking vaporised to skeletal level. It's, it's, it's what happens before it. He gets... He gets his throat cut by Psylocke. Yeah. He gets zapped to fuck by Storm. Yeah. Gets metal to fuck by Magneto. And then gets burnt by the Phoenix. And Cyclops is giving it hella time with his eye lasers. He's just... That, admittedly, the final fight against Apocalypse, that's when I felt like, okay, this is Apocalypse. It's taking every fucker in the land trying to punch him. Quicksilver can't even solve this problem. He just sinks his... For about a minute, though. For a minute... Oh yeah, it was when, about when, to. That see that bit, I was like, I think I'd be enjoying this if there's any other character who's punching other than Almighty Apocalypse and throwing about like a random. Yeah, yeah. 
But then, yeah, when he sinks his foot into the ground, I was like, oh, fuck, you can stop Quicksilver, everyone's dead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when he became intimidated. You're like, it's deus ex Quicksilver, and you get stopped. Exactly, he stopped the plot device. <laughs> yeah. Stopped it dead in its tracks. Um, and he's just waffling dudes. No one's touching him. He's choking Mystique out. He's made beast like a bitch. It's awesome. And then Professor X does what he will later learn is a very, very poor move and implores Jean to let go and yeah. use her powers. And as we know, retrospectively, it is never a good idea <laughs> to let Jean do that. Oh, Admittedly, man. Phoenix Jean was awesome. Phoenix Jean was sweet. I then like she that. just walks out into like nothingness. It's because it wasn't because it wasn't full blown Phoenix or Dark Phoenix. It was like an early version. He had the perfect eagle fire flame. Yes. And it looked like a young version of Jean Grey. And I was like, that's that's good. That's when I started enjoying Jean Grey. It took her to the end of the movie. To I liked her more consistently. But yeah, that was like a, oh, shit. And that's what I'm seeing about Cyclops. He immediately jumps down and eye lasers. Someone he knows is going to kill him. Like, can stop him immediately if he wants to. And then, yeah, he just gets barbecued and vaporized. It's not like, oh, the apocalypse isn't coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, well, we, we buried that. Thanks. Like, Speaking of burying Apocalypse, yeah. I liked the first scene in Egypt. Really? Yeah, the, I the pyramid it was deal. Unnecessary. No, 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 no. You can't explain Apocalypse without doing the Egypt. Yeah, I, I know, but like, it, I feel like it went on too long, and I feel like if we're gonna have other, if we're gonna have the first variations of the Horsemen, mm. I know that we know very little about the first Horsemen. Yeah, even in the comics, they're not fleshed out no. explore characters in fact I don't even think they have names but there was an opportunity to do something there you could have cameoed four ex-villains that are never going to make the cut and, yeah. and made them look cool um, speaking of an ex-villain that didn't make the cut friggin Caliban oh yeah Caliban and his weird eyes yeah. I couldn't tell with CGI contacts or just a dude dude really high on meth <laughs> Again, the costume department being quite questionable in yeah. this movie. They look cool. But Although, like, to be fair, you? to be fair, they probably did the best with that character they were going to. Yeah, There's Caliban's... no way you were going to make Caliban an interesting villain. Like. Yeah, it was never going to happen, was it? Um, so they, they essentially just turned him into a human trafficker. Fun. Yeah, he was a he was a block device. Bless him. Um, the whole sort of mystique becoming the, an underground saviour of mutants plot thread can don't go die in a fiery hole though yeah, that that's was... dumb that was forcing the Hunger Games down our throats yeah, in our realize. X-Men movie the, that is that is Mystique she is my idol thanks Storm cheers that's why you've got a picture of her on your wall yeah she's literally like the Che Guevara of the X-Men she world. really like, is what and the fuck I, it makes a little bit of sense like thematically and storyline wise that they would all glom onto the first mutant to make a difference yeah to make people but you at know. the same time she's got to get to Rebecca Romagin, is that her name? Rebecca Romain? Something like that, yes. I think it's Romain or Romain. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no, there's no through line to that character. No. Not, e- not even a hit. Well, no, because now we have to start saying, as I should have pointed out earlier, Days of Future Past essentially erased the first trilogy from canon. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a fork in the road. Exactly, so, so there's there's no saying that she's now going to become anything like original Mystique. Well, she was never going to, because the original Mystique was a mute. And, as far and as I can see, the timeline has been split once at Future Past, and again at Future Past opening scene. So there are now three realities in the X-Men universe. Not counting Deadpool, because we don't know where that sits. But with me, there's, there's the new movie is Branch 1. The... Good ending of the original trilogy is Branch 2, 
and the bad ending where everybody dies with the original cast is Branch Three. That's okay. what I. That's that's my take on it. Well, yeah. So we saw the happy ending for Branch. Well, this thing we've seen the future of what is presumed to be this timeline when Wolverine wakes up. Yeah. Um, which was again my happiest moment in X Men movies, possibly ever. That Kelsey Grammer was yeah. okay. Yeah. I was like, is this back? Yeah. Um, kind of makes it a bit spoilerish that everyone's going to make it and be okay. Yeah. Up to was... including Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. That was a bit odd. Um, where are we going with this, Michael? Coincidences. Briefly. So you mean to tell me that in the 10,000 years, 10,000 years since Apocalypse was buried underneath his pyramid, that no one let sunlight onto the top of his barely fucking buried top of his pyramid? Yep. You mean to tell me a carpet stopped the light for 10,000 years? Basically, the biggest saviour of the X-Men franchise so far has been a carpet. Yeah, a carpet. Kept Apocalypse at bay for 10 years. Because you can't say, maybe they just uncovered it. No, 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 no. For it to have been kept going for 10,000 years, people have had to have been worshipping for 10,000 years. And you mean to tell me not one of them had the bright idea, maybe we should put some sunlight on this weird alien art. You mean to tell me they only looked at it at night or undercover? Or like, via torchlight or something like and that. And that really annoyed me. I was like, that's, so, that's too coincidental that Moira McTaggart would kick that off. And that Apocalypse wouldn't just immediately start... Oh, they, they also fire. bring back and immediately kill off the whole... Moira won't remember what happened. Moira remembers remember. what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene was basically... She just went... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Although so. I, I really enjoyed the whole... Um, the thing where it's like... It's it's Moira. And then it's like... Have you ever used Cerebro? He <laughs> <laughs> says something else. It's like... Oh, what is it? Oh, there's a really funny, like... Lines oh, like... God. Says, he says something like, I want to go and chat her up. Sorry, we should go and chat. Yeah. Or, some, or, or words to that effect. That's, see, that didn't feel like 20 years older Professor X, though. He's meant to be more Patrick Stewart. For, oh, when they repeated the lines from the first movie. Yeah. Like, Poor soul Rachel comes to my was, school looking for trouble. Rachel, I'm like, yeah. Rachel didn't know what was going on, but I was just doing my small clap like this. <laughs> um, the other coincidence was when... so so. Professor X does his mind thing and talks to everybody in the world. And then within 10 seconds, attack helicopters are at the X-Mansion and they're kidnapping everybody. Yep. How? Were they just next to the X-Mansion? <laughs> also, also, it was like that that bit where... where so they land at the X-Mansion, they neutralise all the mutants and everyone goes down apart from... Jean Grey, Cyclops, and Nightcrawler. Who didn't bother to grab Jubilee, who stood next to them. <laughs> nope. That, that yeah. bitch. And more importantly, it was like... <laughs> it was like uh, the, the beginning of I'm on a boat. It was like, I want that one, that one, and then like you see Jubilee, and T-Pain. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what that thing was. It was just like... They were literally stood next to Jubilee, and Jean Grey goes, come with me, important characters. <laughs> Not you, Jubilee. Not you. You just lie down. There we go. That's a good one. Yeah, that was... like So they must have just been parked next to the X-Mansion waiting for something to happen. Because they couldn't have been up in Vancouver or wherever the hell the... Up in Alaska with the Weapon X facilities. Because they couldn't have flown the helicopter there that goddamn quickly. So that annoyed me. The whole Weapon X bit annoyed me. Really? It was fun to have in the, X, in the Weapon X facility. It felt incredibly crowbarred in, but I really enjoyed the moment... 
um, when Jean Grey um, like sort of takes all of Maureen's stuff, Maureen's stuff off and says Logan and then lets him run off into the that was you could have tried a bit harder Jean and given him something <laughs> yeah. you pee out of this food goes in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seeing Berserker Age Wolverine was almost worth this detour. Yeah. I kept having the nagging boys in the back of my head like, Apocalypse, people, okay? <laughs> yeah. We don't need this distraction right now. I know by contract you have to get Wolverine in here somewhere. And to set up the Wolverine movie down, down the line, he has to have Metal Claws back, therefore he has to go through Weapon X. Fine. Cool. But... It felt like such a huge chunk of time. The next time we see you, we'll look 20 years younger. <laughs> and you'll be somehow less ripped. And you'll really want to have sex with me. Like, real, <laughs> real bad. Don't think about my 17-year-old face when you're doing that, okay? Bye now. Off you go. What I, the scene I want to see was when Magneto was rising all of the metal in the world. What was Wolverine thinking was happening? Oh, Something <laughs> yeah. odd is happening. <laughs> Cut to Wolverine in the air doing circles in the forest, like, this is bullshit. Like the minion that floats up through the door. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Oh, wow. Oh. Especially if you've just taken a shit prize. <laughs> Fucking hell. Is this how shits work now? Or imagine if he was like, he was. It pulls the other way. It doesn't levitate him. It pulls him down. So he steps on a Lego. He's like, ah! And then he gets pulled ah. in. Ha! Ah, ah, ah! It's going ah. in! <laughs> <laughs> it just comes out his thigh. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, obviously, again, they have to buy contract because when they sign it with Marvel, they have to have Wolverine in every single X-Men movie. Fine. But it just felt like it, it, it distracted and t- detracted even from the threat of apocalypse that they could afford yeah. to have this level of detour in the middle of their movie basically just to set up your young X-Men and their deal and to kind of waste some time also there's, there's a, the, the bit that happens alongside this where Magneto's pulling up all the Earth's metal the movie goes to Auschwitz I went oh that's never good oh we can't no you can't you can't do this the oh. movie goes to Auschwitz and destroys Auschwitz you're saying it like it's a bad thing that we shouldn't destroy Auschwitz no but I mean like it's the fact that that clearly yeah, they're, the they're, in, they're in Auschwitz and there's a guy with metal wings <laughs> Ivan oh. Ooze <laughs> ridiculous costumed people <laughs> standing in Auschwitz they did look so odd everywhere <laughs> the, everywhere Apocalypse and the Four Horsemen went even in the X-Mansion because they've gone so like normalised with all the X-Men it was like <laughs> I These really, look out of I really, place. I really wanted Psylocke to just turn to Archangel and just go, I shouldn't be saying this at Auschwitz, but the breeze is really making my arse chill. It, it was just... It did look like Rita Repulsa and her gang were just <laughs> yeah. travel off. After 10,000 years, I've run years, I've Oh, my God! He it was 10,000 years! He wasn't Ivan Ooze, he was Rita Repulsa! <laughs> he, okay, that would have saved the movie. He would have broken from... <laughs> ah! <laughs> It's time to, to conquer, conquer Earth! <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow, Muggle. And, then, moved it. and then Professor X assembles a team of five teenagers with attitude. Oh my god, he does! This is the Power Rangers! It's the Power Rangers! The Power Rangers movies and the Power Rangers reboot. This is the Power Rangers. They've combined X Men and Power Rangers. Oh my god! Right, greatest movie ever. Ten made. out of ten. Ten out of it's ten. It's a tie, Dillinger. It's ten. It's ten, everybody. It's happened again. Oh wow! 
I feel, like needs... I feel like we aren't going to top that, so we may as well, <laughs> may as well, well end there. That's, that's, whew, well. Disregard everything we've said, this is the greatest movie of all time. It really is. <laughs> wow. Um, I think that's everything covered. <laughs> Other than... Oh, never mind, let's get back to it then. The post-credit scene. Oh, here we Can go. Can I talk you through what happened to me when I watched this? Yeah. So, so the end... The, the after, again, please go watch the movie, don't listen to this border. The after-credit scene is serious-looking men in serious time. By the way, Wolverine's berserker rage was beautiful. Yeah, it was so good. Watch, it's the bit where he it. slams the dude up against the camera. I'm like, ooh. Oh, that, no, that bit when he's looking into the camera. Oh, that bit sucked. Like when he slammed the dude, and then you see like the blood drip on the camera. I'm like, ooh. I can't wait for R-rated Wolverine movie. Um, and now we might have a clue as to who the villain is, which I'm like, because yeah, So, so Superman, with briefcase, walked through Wolverine's wreckage, picks up what we presume is a sample of his blood, Puts it in, slams the briefcase shut, and he just says, Essex Co. This took me a second. So, there's my girlfriend just watching happily away, and like, with, like, Essex Co. And even I was like, hmm. Uh, after, because you know, it goes, slam, Essex Corp. Yeah. There's a woman at the back of ours just went, is that it? <laughs> and that kind she of She doesn't know. And I didn't know. I was sat there for like, literally five seconds of, hmm? Oh! Oh shit! Okay, we're doing Mr. Sinister. Cool. And what it appears to be, I originally thought because again, Essex took me a while. Um, I thought they were doing X twenty three. That's what I thought it was going. They down. could still be doing X twenty three. That'd be interesting. I think there's a big possibility for X. So there is space for X twenty three to happen. There is. I do think that the different vials might indicate more because obviously Mr. Sinister's history yeah. with the Summers family, the Summers bloodline, mm-hmm. I think will really fit well into the next movie because well, we can start bringing Ty Sheridan's um, Cyclops more into it as well as Jean Grey. There's space for Cable if Cable's going to be in the Deadpool movie. Yes, there is. There's space for Hope Summers if you really wanted to get really into it. Mm-hmm. But I think no, it's too early. You can't do Messiah Complex. But I, I can. What I am predicting is Sinister's our main villain for the '90s X-Men movie. See, I was more of the impression, at least the vibe I got, because of how close related he was to the Wolverine stuff. I thought my initial thing was okay. They're setting up Sinister for Wolverine Three. I thought that was where that was going. You are right. It would make sense for him to be the the big bad for the team to fight because Sinister's always seen as like secondary apocalypse. I'm a bit surprised they didn't cast him as one of the Egyptian four horsemen and had a sinister there to kind of set him up. But I suppose that would have given away. That would have given it away. Mm. And also, what is it? Sinister creates a clone of Jean Grey, doesn't he? Yes, Madeline Pryor, and that's Cable's mom. Yeah, so like I said, there's room for Cable to happen. There is room for Cable. In some degree. But I think, well, I think Sinister would be a better choice for the X-Men 90s movie if- and have it as sort of like a weird sort of camp. Not camp, but imagine like Goodfellas with superheroes, where it's all like a familial thing. I think that would be pretty cool. It has to be camp. Sinister's very. Oh camp. no, it's gonna be. It's gonna look stupid because it's gonna be set in the nineties. Oh god, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of denim Sinister, on denim. Sinister works in the nineties. Sinister looks okay in the nineties. Yeah, he might look a bit odd with with Future Professor X and and Wolverine. Apparently, they want Brian Cranston for for Sinister. That won't work. But I like I, I like I their never, optimism. I never really envisioned Sinister as an older gentleman. Hmm. He could look the part. I He's mean, queer jawed enough to, to, to be they've, Sinister. They've 
gone the whole hog with Apocalypse's look, so there's nothing to say that we can't no, have. I don't didn't... think they'll give him the fucking the stupid. No, he has to have. Thing. He has to have the sinister tassels. What's the point of doing it otherwise? No, he'll be in a suit, won't he? He'll just yeah. be white with the red dot and the and the eyes. I, um, I think he'll um, he'll work similar to Mystique, as in like he'll be able to bring on the purple skin. Yep. So. Well, he's the last major X Men bad guy that they haven't done yet. They yeah. haven't even because right, they're not doing Pretty onslaught. Much. Thank God. Yeah. Um, they're not doing onslaught, and I don't see them doing. The thing is, they're probably going to try and do like fix the mistakes of X three and do. Oh, the, not the some, Phoenix Saga. Yeah, the yeah. Phoenix Saga with the sinister fucking with the Summer's Bloodline thing. What, Vulcan? I think there's a possibility. Mm. Like, there's a possibility. Clearly, the Essex Corp have the blood of other mutants to create clones of mutants. Yeah. So Madeline Pryor, X-23, Darken, it all leads us down the same road. Okay, okay. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, that was my X-Men Apocalypse Maggle. What's next? Oh, God, what, what is next? <laughs> well, there's not a lot of other big superhero movies coming out between now and Doctor Strange. So it's basically going to be all the summer blockbusters. So it comes to... Oh, sorry, you have a point? Well, we have, coming up soon, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is uh, next week. Oh, sure. Up against Warcraft, which is also coming out next week. I do week. intend to see Warcraft. I am going to see Warcraft, Yes. Is it wrong for me to be really excited about Independence Day Resurgence? Probably. Have you seen the trailers in a cinema screen? Yes. Oh my sweet Jesus! I saw it. I saw the trailer in IMAX, and yeah, fair enough. But like, oh my god, it looks cool. And it's Jeff Goldblum quipping at it as well. <laughs> yeah, Jeff well, Goldblum quips at the apocalypse. Uh, again. No, the next, the next uh, superhero movie is July Suicide Squad. We've got a long August. Time. You mean? I've got it down here as July. It's definitely August. Okay. Well, in between that, we have, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Warcraft, Independence Day Resurgence, Tarzan, which I'm, I'm about Tarzan. It um, looks kind of cool. I could, I could go for that. Ghostbusters. Um, I said about that, the better. Star Trek Beyond. Which, um, uh, and most importantly of all, Finding Dory, which is going to be glorious and I'll hear nothing else. That should be good. I'm looking forward to that. And then in the far-flung future, we have Doctor Strange. So that's good. Incoming. Um, yeah, Maggle. That, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've already told you that the movie is basically the first series of Power Rangers. So I don't know what else can be said. No, we, we should have ended there, Maggle. Yeah. We shouldn't have done spoilers. We have done, yep, we finished. We're done. Bye. Um, if Mr. Sinister comes out with a big metal Z on his forehead, I'll be happy. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and tassels, Maggle. Always tassels. Oh, hang on. They're about to make if 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 Mister Sinister's going to be cloning things, isn't that basically the Green Ranger? Yeah, it is. There we go. It's Power Rangers, people. Bye, everybody. Oh wait, plugging. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, um, I thought we were going to. You can find me at the Guttridge. Um Yep. <laughs> That's it. Now. Is the site dead now? The site's dead. I have made a backup copy. So I still have everything. Yeah, you've got all your articles. But it's on .wordpress.com, which insults my uh, intelligence. Which means you'll be coming over to us. Yes, I will be. Um, but you're in the midst of your 30 days of stuff, so I cannot throw you off that, Maggle. No, no, you'll be joining us uh, next month, which will be pretty yeah. sweet. We're coming towards the end of 30 days of stuff. It's been going really great. Um, we've been working really hard. I've just put up um, an article that I really want anybody who's interested in movie making and politics in movie making to go and read my article Exposing the bullshit behind the Ghostbusters reboot debacle. It's a good read. I've I've found some things about the production of this movie that I believe will change people's minds 
about the situation surrounding it. Now, bear in mind, we haven't actually seen that movie. And we're both straight white men. And we're both straight white men. apparently means our opinion is huge. Yeah, our opinion is apparently null and void. But I implore you to read it, because I've put some good time and effort into that. I believe it's one of my best pieces. So, if you're interested in that... I've seen his piece. It's one of his best pieces. If you're interested in that, you can head over to foulentertainment.com. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and Minds with the username FowleyNT, as well as Instagram as well. I forgot we're on Instagram. Um, also, please go check out Maggle's impressive, more impressive than mine, Gambit costume from a few weeks ago. I hope you put that somewhere on your oh, website, Oh, I'll Maggle. put that on my personal Instagram. So it's that will be on that, Mike Owen. Uh, <gasps> oh, yeah, my gam. I forgot that... You did so much better than me, Maggle. I did go a bit whole hog, I must really, admit. Really? What if Mr. Simpson's in the Gambit movie? Which might still happen, maybe, possibly. Hey, please, God, please, God, please, God. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll wrap up there. Uh, yeah, we're on my sewer note. Bye, everybody. Bye. Please save us for Channing again. Bye.